Welcome to Pivotal. I'm Hayat Gelo, Corporate Vice President for Commercial Solution Areas at Microsoft. I get to work with customers around the world to help them transform their business through technology. At the center of every transformation are people who give technology its purpose. They are the ones who spark visionary ideas for leveraging technology and have the drive to push them forward for their business while empowering others. We like to talk about technology. I know I like to talk about technology. And we often forget the heroes behind technology and transformations. You, we forget you. And that's what I want to talk about through Pivotal. Today's story is about Sally. She's a teacher and she's a professional developer. She's fearless. She doesn't think things cannot be done. She just sees the possibility. And she embraced technology to change the way people worked in her school district. She became the go-to person driving super impactful change in the way people engage and work. She's had a fascinating journey. And she started as a kid, imagining herself becoming an astronaut. I grew up in Connecticut, and I just always had this idea that I was going to be an astronaut. And that was, that was my goal as a young age. So I kind of grew up with computers in my life and some aspirations. And I even went away to college to be an engineer, thought that might be a good way to go and decided, I don't know that that was really for me. It was not as exciting as I thought it would be. And it was scary. It absolutely was to think, Oh, I thought I knew what I was doing, but maybe I don't. And then to have to examine that and figure it out was tough. And that took some doing and changing my major about four times, I think. And I, I settled into uh, communications with science involved. It was kind of an amazing major that let me combine this love of things science with talking all about it and telling everyone everything about it. And I think that really just launched who I was, that idea of, ah, I kind of want to be two different things at the same time and proceeded through my life like that. After college, she got a job editing science and technology textbooks. And of course, in those days, in those early days of Internet, there was a lot of demand for technology folks, but there was not that many that were capable. And that was her opportunity. And she developed websites. And luckily, just happenstance, the consulting firm where I was working took a job and said, sure, we can make you a website. And then came back to me and said, hey, can you make them a website? <sighs> so so I, I did. And that began my internet career. And I left that wonderful small company that gave me that start and went into corporate America and wound up the manager of an entire internet department for a major corporation. As it happens to so many of us, changes in her personal life actually led to changes in her professional life. She became a mother, she started a family, and discovered new facets of her personality. I was fascinated with watching my young child learn. And it sounds, tri you know, it just sounds ridiculous that someone would say, oh, I had a child and I want to be a teacher. But that's what happened. I saw him, I saw him learn in that capacity to just be a sponge and what I guided him toward, okay, he naturally became adept at. And I thought, that's pretty amazing and I think I wanna do that. And so I thought again, what am I good at? I'm good at science. And so I signed up, I was still in Connecticut at the time. 
I signed up for a teacher preparation program that said, hey, you have a degree, you can, you can teach about this. And I went through a nine-week program over the summer and got my teaching certificate and started teaching science. I was teaching middle school science, that's eighth grade, and a lot of people hear middle school and think, oh my goodness, and they're right, but I love those kids. <laughs> you have to love middle school to teach it. Sally taught in the classroom for about 14 years, eighth graders, ninth graders, and she became an expert at the curriculum. So of course, she got pulled into the district office to help with the curriculum prep and other planning activities for the coming year. So I started working in a little bit in assessment and starting to prepare some of those exams for the students. And then that leadership opportunity kept growing. Okay, well, let's deliver professional development now. Let's not just do it for the school and maybe you can come and host a day during the summer. And so those little things kept leading up and there was an opening one year and sure enough i said i'm going to reach out to those folks i worked with to see what they think and they couldn't say yes fast enough i adore them they said come on you've got to apply come and work with us we will do everything we can to kind of shout your name they were amazing and i've been here now in this position for just over three years so in her new position as a specialist for development she got to work and support her colleagues making sure that veteran teachers kept up to date with technology and also supporting administrators. Not only did Sally get to keep up with her son and keep tabs on him now that he was in high school, but she was also in the right place in the right time to help the district catch up with the wave of technology. Some teachers were, of course, hesitant, intimidated by having to adopt new devices and learn new technology. But Sally, she just embraced it. She was eager to help them. She says the fact that she was once a teacher actually helped her relate with her colleagues. It is really interesting when you have that teacher perspective looking at, oh, those folks at the district. And then you're here at the district thinking, oh, we want to help those teachers in their classrooms. And it was great that I did make that transition from one to the other because I felt like it gave me more compassion for all of the things on a teacher's plate. It, it really is everything you imagine and more. They are masters at not just treading water, but finding a way to like swim to the island in the middle of the water. So I feel like it, it changed how I approached teachers when I offer help. I never want them to think, hi, I'm offering help because you're not doing what you're doing well enough. I want it to be, what is it that you want to work on and how can I help you do that? And really seeing it from more of a, a coaching side and a support side and, and building relationships. So the district implemented Microsoft Teams and made other software available to the teachers. And actually one of them stumbled across bookings and used it to automate their calendars. And Sally wondered, what could we do with that technology for other purposes? In particular, she thought it would be a great opportunity to help teachers connect with the students. Building that rapport in the classroom with the kids for me was priority number one. And I focused on it even as I was doing my master's degree work, and that was my, my research. Because without that connection to your students and really having them know that you're there for them, you're there to support them, you care about them, um, they're not going to care about the content. That motivation is not going to be there. If they don't want to 
be someone who uses algebra in their daily life, why do they care that you're making them do it in their ninth grade science class? So always spending time to let the kids know that I was in their corner. I was their cheerleader and whatever progress they made, it was progress. And it didn't matter if they started from only getting one out of 10 right. If you got two or three out of 10 right the next time, then we're gonna celebrate you and that's amazing. It just comes naturally when you love what you do. And I, I've always loved teaching when I've been in the classroom and, and here now in my adult classrooms, I love being able to see someone be proud of themselves and have that joy and wanting that for the kids. They knew I was proud of them and they knew I was in their corner and creating those bonds in general was always key. If they needed to know what football team I liked, I would tell them what football team my husband likes and then we would laugh about it because I don't really enjoy football, but I'm gonna listen to everything that you say. And as we all know, it's so important for kids and teachers to connect. Getting that one-on-one -on -one time, allowing the kids to talk about anything and everything, it was so important for the students and the teachers. When I think back to the kids who will knock on your door early in the morning, before they're even supposed to be in the building, and you look at them and you think, okay, what's, what's up, why, why are you here? And it's, well, I need a little extra help. And of course I'm gonna help you. And the amazing part would be, They'd come in and say, I need a little extra help in math. I know you're my science teacher, but I'm not sure what I'm doing. And I've had a lot of those kids. I'm, I'm a math certified teacher as well. So I always tell the kids, you know, math is a big part of science. And of course I can do that. And I've had a lot of kids through the years come and we work on algebra problems in three different colors on the whiteboard just because I've built a relationship with them, not that they don't have an amazing math teacher, but because they come and they trust me. And those mornings spent working on math in the science classroom, they warm my heart. But not every child can come to school early or even knows that that's an option. So Sally wanted to make it easier for both the teachers and the students. And the district already had Microsoft Team widely available. And Sally wondered whether the booking applications might not be more widely used. The scheduling with the bookings technology has been tremendous. Kids can use it to schedule that time with their teachers. And even though they're adults, I see my teachers as kind of my kids in that sense, they can schedule time with me. So it works on every level and it lets people know I, I'm here for you. And here's the time that's available for you. And when you reach out and make that connection and book that, it's just for them and it's that one-on-one -on -one time. And so we've been trying to get the word out to really use this bookings feature. And it's even being used now for parent nights where parents can book in addition to the kids booking. So you have all of those layers and it's that commitment to that child. It's wonderful. Bookings was Sally's first big success, but then COVID hit. And Sally was faced with new challenges. Or shall we say with Sally, new opportunities? It was March of 2020 and we were getting ready to go on spring break and hearing about some issues in the world thinking, okay, like everybody else, it's gonna be fine. We'll come back from spring break and everything will be great. And we were told, bring your things with you. And that 
moment, I remember it was March 16th because it was also the day Disney World shut down. Spring break ending early, Disney World and most theme parks in Florida closing Sunday evening. So when you're here in Florida, you, you check things against that benchmark. So they sent us home that day with our computers and our monitors. And I thought to myself, the teachers that went on spring break, because we were at the district office, we always worked through, those teachers left without their computers. That was the first thing I thought of was, what are they going to do? They have to come back and get them. They need all their stuff. They're gonna bring it home. And then the realization of the kids don't have the access. What are we gonna do with the kids? And the snowball effect of that was amazing. It was a lot to respond to. And I can say, I'm so proud of our district and so many others who reacted and we got devices in everyone's hands. And then we had to worry about what are we going to do with them? The school staff was becoming pretty comfortable using Teams for communication and collaboration. But parents and students, they didn't have the same luxury of that early experience. For a lot of them, when they were thrown into remote learning, it was the first chance to use some of their technology. It was hard. And while the teachers and the IT department were busy getting kids and parents up to speed, well, Sally was hit with another challenge. When we had our first requirement to do our usual annual state reporting of teachers have been supported by their mentors, that's when I thought, I need a digital solution because this has always been a paper trail. It's a process where we've always had people physically in a room together signing paperwork, multiple signatures on a page and walking it down the hall to the principal and then it goes in the pony, as we like to say, for our inter-office mail, and it winds up here in my department. And that was the first time I thought, we need a better solution, and Power Automate was where I landed. At Microsoft, the way we thought about Power Automate is actually for folks like Sally. The intent was anybody can become a developer. And that's what Sally's doing. She just embraced that technology and was able to tackle problems that nobody else could do in the district. But of course, Sally ran into the big issue with technology. You can build the best app, but it's all about adoption. And how do you get teachers to use what you build for them? How do you get them to change the way they work? And so Sally faced the challenge that we all face, adoption. It seemed like it would be a very simple thing to receive an email from, you know, a teacher receives an email and says, you have to sign this form, click this button. And in fact, many of those emails were ignored because they came from this Microsoft Flow account. No one knew who that was. So they threw it in the trash or they left it in their other folder that they don't look in. And so that first hurdle was something I really didn't expect. I thought they would think, okay, I'm going to get this in my email and I can click it. I had to do a lot of education on what to look for and rely on the network. So the ones that got it, I needed to literally reach out to them and say, can you please go tell the teacher down the hall or that you would normally work with? Can you let this person know by chat uh, that they have to check their inbox and actually trust that I've sent them something and that it's okay to use this system? So I think people, again, with that new technology thought, this, this can't be for me. This is something new that doesn't pertain to me. And not just on the teacher side, but even on the administrator side, I did a lot of recorded meetings. I would give a little video, a screen recording. Here's the process. Here's what's going to happen. Here's what you can expect just to make sure that they were prepped for it. And, and that helped, 
but there was a lot of nudging and a lot of it'll be okay. So you might notice here, Sally has discovered the importance of having champions, those early adopters in a team who can really show the way for others. She also discovered that not only was she helping students connect with teachers, but the work was allowing her to connect with more of her colleagues. It's actually fascinating how technology can allow you to build relationship, whether you're physically here or not. We have over 40 schools, and in a normal year, I might be supporting 10 of those schools. For this system, I had to be in contact with some representative, an assistant principal or a principal at every location, and a lot of the approvals were coming from me or little thank you notes from me and they got used to me being in the inbox and then when they did have a question they could come directly to me so those relationships were forged in that first year and even now this week they know the system's going to be rolled out again soon and i've been getting some emails from those principals saying hey, are we doing this again? I'm going to need this year's link. I'm so excited to share it with everyone. So those relationships were absolutely forged in that desperate, necessary time. And now I'm really grateful for that. They call their process the digital mentor logs. And over the last couple of years, Sally has really been able to expand her work with Power App to do even more. When I was thinking about it, the place we always went for the information was our calendar. And I thought, can Power Automate do something with the calendar itself? If we just make an appointment, I'm with supporting a child, or I'm supporting a teacher, or I'm with a principal. And using the calendar event, we came up with categories that made sense to us. Whatever that support is, you're providing professional development, or maybe you are working with a student. And as soon as you categorize that calendar event, Power Automate, triggers the rest of its actions, which includes writing all of that information and calculating how long you were there and pulling the location from the teacher you invited and storing all of that in an Excel sheet. And so we started doing that. And then people really started looking at the data and thinking, we're getting good data. We're getting more than we ever did with a form. And the people on the front end were using it because all they had to do is right click and categorize something and pick it from a list and then so many people started looking at the data that we needed a nice way to distribute it and so i learned a little bit about power bi and i brought that excel form as a data set into power bi and created a report and then people got really excited so now that reporting feature uh, has been ported over to the executives and the leadership here at the district so that they can pull that anytime they want. And it's allowing schools to look at their data in a whole new way. And it all comes from people just saying, I didn't want to fill out a form. I wanted to put an event in my calendar. And that's what I love about this technology. Like it, it gets you where you're working. It fits into what you're already doing. And it just makes it easy on the back end that you don't have to think about it. It's super cool to see how Sally combined Power Apps with Power BI and Excel to now actually give them more insights on what was happening in the school. It's also impressive to see how she's leveraging the community to actually learn and not be afraid to try new things. She's getting confident with this technology, but the school is getting confident. Now people are looking to her and they're coming for help. They think she can do it. She's actually changed the way they operate at the core of the school. 
And as part of that change, what is exciting is also to see how she's now transferring that knowledge to her colleagues to now embrace technology and becoming developers. I would say I'm really fortunate here. We have the technology available. So number one, I feel like we have the top tier of what Microsoft has to offer. And I'm so grateful for that because when I go clicking around, the first place I go is the waffle, what's in there. I find things, I don't know what they are. I click on them, I start to play around. And if it looks like, oh, I think this might be something I want, that's when I hit the either the documentation site because Microsoft does a great job with their documentation but I also make use of their power users community. So if you have a, a power community of these folks who are willing to support each other, you can find almost anything you're looking for. I've spent time on that just this morning because I'm teaching myself how to write a new type of power app. And I'm out there thinking, okay, I'm fumbling along and I'm making a lot of mistakes and it's not quite working, but someone else must have the problem. So off I go to research and sure enough, Plenty of people have the problem, and then I can scour all those solutions from that power user community, and it's hosted right there by Microsoft, so I feel like this is great. People are going to jump in with an actual real answer at some point, and they do, and then I bring it back, and okay, I hit that hurdle, and then build more and on to the next. Often it's daunting to start something new, and technology is at the top of that list. And Sally's just embraced it. She's learned to leverage the community as she tries new approaches and solve problems. And she's built credibility and confidence in Power Apps. And she's now getting requests on a regular basis. And it's, hey, I hear you're the person to go to for this. You know, I hear you're the Power Apps person. So we're starting to do a lot of problem solving meetings. And that's really what I need to start with. Tell me what it is that you want to do. And People know that. They, they know what it is they want to end up with. They know what they're starting with. And they don't like the process in between. So I spend a lot of time talking with people to really understand what they want and then try and work with, well, what are the limits on that? And oftentimes that means, well, the system might be able to do it, but I just don't know how yet. So I'm gonna come back to you and let you know if I think I can make this happen. So right now I'm in that really trying not to overpromise phase because I am still learning. I'm not IT, I'm, I'm a builder of sorts, but I'm not a programmer by any stretch. It is kind of amazing. And I've had a few points where I've gone to my boss to say, you realize these requests are coming in and I always wanna help people, but I might not be getting X done if I'm working on Y. And I have been very fortunate that she's just encouraging me. She says, great, go help them. And I will hear her on the phone with people say, oh, Sally can automate that. You know, <laughs> she's gonna work her power automate magic. And I think, oh boy, there's that overpromising." <laughs> it's actually interesting to see. She's getting confident with this technology, but the school is getting confident. Now people are looking to her and they're coming for help. They think she can do it. And we'll do something simple like you've added a new member to your team. Let's send them a welcome email with all of the information they need. Something that's usable that anybody here in the district might want to do. And we build through that together. So I've done, I want to say three or four cohorts of those. And then I reach out and follow up. And I, I put people in one of two categories. The one category is, I get that. I've got that logic. I got that vision. I want to run with this and I'm going to reach out to you when I need help. And so I work with those folks one-on-one -on -one and we continue with their 
pet projects, which is wonderful. On the other side, we get people who say, I love that it can do this, but I don't want to write it myself. I'm not comfortable in there, but I love what it can do. Can you build it for me? And, and that's okay. Like you can see that the opportunity is there. Uh, so I think we need more builders, but I might be getting them by training that first group that's been willing to invest in their own ideas. Sally is learning from others in this process, just like they're learning from her. Leadership is happening at every level in this transformation. This is what we call a pivotal moment. We've got some payroll folks who are tired of the paper. And I can completely understand from looking at what they've been dealing with for years and hearing their process. We've met already to discuss what those challenges are and they've asked for some things that sound doable. And so as I'm in the process of telling them, because this is really what I'm working on right now, it's I'm going to bring you a draft of what I think I understood when we talked and you're going to tell me that it's, oh, that's not right, or I need to change that and I wanna do that. I said, so this is how it's going to be, it's iterative. And sure enough, we've had our first meeting and then I built them something and came back and they said, that's great, but it's all in one file. Can you take that data from the 40 schools and put it in 40 different files? And I thought, I don't know, and if the system can, I'm going to have to learn how. So that's where I was yesterday, and I wish you were around yesterday because I was very excited when I figured out how. Yes, it can be done. Yes, I did do it, and I gave a big hurrah, and no one was there to care, <laughs> but it's, it's built, it's working, and I am looking forward to meeting with them so I can show them that I was able to give them what they wanted. There's a lot of failure before the success. And, and that's the funny thing with Power Automate, when you run something, it literally says like in bold red, failed. <laughs> so you get a lot of that. And if there's not enough while you're working, you'll get an email summary at the end of the week, quantifying your failures. So I see that green text and it's kind of pointing at the computer. See, I could do it. Sally's advice for those dipping their toe into the world of Microsoft Power Apps. First, she says, you've got to trust yourself. Go ahead and start fiddling, even if you don't know exactly what you're doing just yet. That's how it starts. That's how you drive the technology transformation. I think you need to be fearless. I think you need to have logic and vision. I think you don't need to put yourself in a category of, I'm not a computer programmer. You need to have that faith that there's a task and a path to get there and you really can fill it in and there is that huge community support out there but the other thing i would say is start small you know those first power automate flows i wrote had two or three cards in them and then you build on that success and try and tackle those small problems first because then you have that repository and it's so much easier to just go, oh, one extra card. Hey, can I do that? Oh yeah, I can. But building that incrementally, that will save you a lot of grief. Sally also says she always designs with the end in mind. What's the outcome she's aiming for? It's what we do in our classrooms. 
what are the standards, what has to be learned, and how am I going to get there? And then you, you back up and you figure out how to do that. I do the same with these Power Apps, Power Automate flows, everything. I need to know what the outcome is. Is it that someone needs data or is it that something has to be written or emailed? What's the outcome? And then I go into that usability focus because as you're working all the way back out to the front, it's gotta be something easy and it's gotta make sense. And then it's filling everything in in between. But that end goal is really where you need to start and then work your way back. Finally, Sally says, try not to get discouraged along the way. If you're doing something new that you've never done before, give yourself the time, try different approaches and discover what works best for you. I feel like I have been fortunate with the team that I'm on because we're all learners and we really do see ourselves as people who we're trying to constantly get better at what we do, whatever that might be. And I've been encouraged to go down this path and, and be good at this thing, however I chose to get there. And again, I really see it as a luxury and I appreciate it because I don't know that there is a lot of formal training out there for it. But personally, I don't mind the self-exploration. I rather like it. It adds to that problem-solving part of it that I enjoy. And I, I guess when the struggle is that much more difficult, that success really is more rewarding. I just love Sally's story. When I listened to Sally, I was just inspired. She's fearless. She believes she can do it, and she's not afraid to try new ways. I mean, it's, it's quite exciting to see how she embraced technology, and she got to new heights, and she's done so much for this district. And if you think about it, imagine trying to find a developer who's going to help them with their problems. They wouldn't know where to start, and frankly, I'm not sure they can afford it. That's the power of this technology. Power Apps, Power Automate, you can turn every one of your employees into developers. That's the vision. And by the way, every company is facing the same problem. This is not only that school district. How do you find developers? How do you find people who actually understand the problems you have in your company? You want your in-house experts to bring that expertise. Thank you for listening to Pivotal. I'd love to hear your story and your pivotal moment. So don't hesitate to follow me and share on LinkedIn. Audience information is also available in the show notes. Our show is produced by Large Media. That's L-A-R-J Media. Special thanks to Lin Yang and our partners at We Communications.